Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we find all the moons in the podcast kingdom. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How's it going, Mark? It's going great. Yeah. I'm in a Mario mood. We're all in a Mario mood. We will be talking more about Super Mario Odyssey later in this episode. But, uh, you know, first, um, just some like general housekeeping stuff. Uh, we just wanted to thank everyone who has uh, followed us on Twitter or um, on Facebook or has tweeted at us or uh, written us emails, anything like that. It's all been great. Um, and if you know you haven't got a chance to rate and review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, that option is always there for you. Yeah, or course. wherever you get our show. Mm-hmm. It helps us out a lot, helps other people find the show. Yeah. And we really appreciate it. Yeah, and sharing anything, you know, that that's all great. Um uh in all the usual places, we you know, we are Nincarts at Nincart Society on Twitter. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. And if you would like to write us an email about a topic that we have been discussing or about anything nintendo related you can send that to nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com gmail. and uh, thank you to everybody who has done so already mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we really love reading your guys reviews and uh stuff we may have missed or messed up Oh, yeah. We like receiving that stuff, too. There's nothing I like more than someone saying, actually, um, because, hey, look, we're not experts. We're not experts. We are fans, sometimes poorly informed fans. (laughs) But we have opinions. Oh, boy, howdy, do we have opinions. Um, We do have an email from Greg Smith uh, regarding last week's episode, which, if you recall, was zombie games on nintendo platforms uh greg writes uh, just like you can uh to nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com greg writes hello long time listener first time caller y'all missed one of my absolute favorite nintendo zombie games the wii title house of the dead overkill it's highly stylized campy has an infectious grindhouse flavor uses wii motion controls perfectly and provided me tons of college dorm room fun sounds like the exact antidote for zombie U. Uh, P.S. Writing this as I get in line to buy Mario Odyssey. Lots of kids wearing cappy hats. Very cute. Best Greg Smith. Uh, thank you, Greg, for that uh, observation about um, zombie games, specifically uh, House of the Dead Overkill. There were a lot of zombie light gun games on the Wii. Yeah. So it's its its own genre, right? That there were these sort of on-rails, light guns, zombie shooting games. You got both the Umbrella Chronicle games. And you've got Dead Space Extraction? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Um, so that's that's four whole zombie games <laughs> that are probably identical. We should do an episode next Christmas. <laughs> and by Christmas, I mean Halloween. We are going to do it next Christmas. We can do it next Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I don't have any experience with House of the Dead Overkill. Um, I like the way Greg is describing it as highly stylized, campy, and infectious grindhouse flavor. That does sound like more fun than Zombie U, which was just grim, 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 grim. Oh yeah, it's definitely tongue in cheek. The ones I played the most were was the ugh, the ones I played the most were the Umbrella Chronicle game. Oh yeah. Um, and were those also like 
kind of tongue-in-cheeky? Only in that way that later stage Resident Evil Mm -hmm. was, where they were kind of winking at it, but also kind of serious about it. Right. When it's when you're like, I think you're too dumb to be satirical. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, we also got a uh, text from our uh, my friend and uh, listener of the show, Pete. Um, he's, he mentions in regarding our, our conversation last week um, about Resident Evil 4 and whether it was the inventor of uh, quick time events. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pete says, Die Hard Arcade had quick time events before Resident Evil 4. No idea if that was first, though. So there we go. Die Hard Arcade, at the very least, beat Resident Evil 4 to the punch. So Resident Evil 4 is just a ripoff of Die Hard Arcade. <laughs> yeah, that I makes think, sense to I me. Think that's why. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That's fine. I, I think that's what we're saying. Uh, that is the official Nintendo Cartridge Society stance. Resident Evil 4 is a ripoff. Put it in the book. In the book of Die Hard Arcade. Mark, let's get into our main topic and talking about Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> And I've noticed people are a little spoiler sensitive when it comes to this game. Mm-hmm. So I just want to assure everyone right out the gate that we are going to talk about this game as though we are in a room, just the two of us, spoiling everything, right? Our tongues will be flapping. Flap, 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 flap. Um, both Mark and I have played up to just about the Luncheon Kingdom, uh, which means we have made it through New Donk City and... Um, the levels they're about. So if you uh, want very badly not to be spoiled, we're not going to be like jerks about it, but we're going to speak freely, right? Right. Um, so yeah, if if you've decided that that's not, not your cup of tea, you want to experience everything blind. Uh, come back later come after back you've later. Uh, gotten a little further in the game. This is the beautiful thing about podcasts is they're going to be there forever. These episodes will outlive oh, us Oh yeah, all. we are never going away. <laughs> no, I mean, even if we stop recording episodes, that this one will be there forever absolutely they're gonna like beam this into space to mm-hmm. communicate with aliens that's right they're gonna burn it onto a gold cd because gold lasts longer in space or something i don't know <laughs> there's some rationale for there's a gold record that we send into space yeah sure okay um <laughs> and th- this episode will go out forever and aliens do, do will they, pick it up do they send every gold record into like every record okay, that now is you sold? know that's not what i mean <laughs> you're being intentionally obtuse <laughs> uh super mario odyssey um, so, uh, I, we were both very excited about this game. We're big fans of the Mario series, specifically the, the 3d Mario games. Um, we both had our copies. You picked up digital. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had mine pre-ordered. I, uh, was, uh, out of town this weekend on, uh, a little bit of an emergency thing. Um, so I actually didn't get to play until Sunday evening. Um, but you had it most of the weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, and I didn't get as far into the game as I wanted to. My hope was to kind of get through the story missions, but I got wrapped up in the first couple of worlds, like really trying to get every moon in those places before I moved on. And that is a fool's errand. Right. So let's, I, that's a great place to start um, because I also, at first, my, my first night, um, I played through, you know, it, it kind of shushes you through um, the, the first couple kingdoms. And the first time that I really realized that, like, oh, I can stick around and really dig into a kingdom is the Sand Kingdom, um, which, you know, is the little uh, Mario in his mariachi hat and, um, like, like the, poncho. Yeah, like the kind of Dias de los Muertes. Yeah, Dia I, de los Muertes. Yes. Dos. Yeah, sure, yeah. Is yeah. that today or this week or sometime? <laughs> I don't know anything about when I this mean, holiday is. Yeah, I think it's around now. Mm, around. <laughs> 
Halloween, basically. Um, yeah, so that that's that was really when I was like, oh, I can be obsessive about this and try to find everything. And I spent like the majority of my evening finding moons in the Sand Kingdom. Um, but the next day, I read a piece on the AV Club, um, which I should actually look up now so I can attribute it to someone. Um, th- just saying, like, here's a quick, like, non-spoiler uh, tip for how to play and actually get a good experience out of Super Mario Galaxy or Odyssey. Um, get enough moons to get out of a kingdom and move on to the next kingdom. You'll have fun coming back later. Um, which I think is right. Yeah, I think with the benefit of hindsight, I wish I would have done that sooner. Yes, yes, ab- absolutely. I mean, there, I do love the sort of like completionist, like try to find everything. Like that mentality is fun. I think it makes perfect sense as like a revisit sort of tactic for, for all these levels. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I don't want to dwell too much on like the specific mechanics of, of Odyssey because I think it has been covered elsewhere mm-hmm. probably like uh in more detail and i feel like details about how this game works are pretty pervasive right now so i don't know that we necessarily repeat it but i do think it's worthwhile i i think we should maybe just like sure like run down how this is a unique game versus some of the more recent 3D mario games sure so unlike uh other 3D mario games or even other mario games with very few exceptions this is not at all course-based. You find yourself in a large open world, and you have to, or several, I guess, uh, large open worlds, and you have to sort of direct yourself. It is about exploring the space and not about clearing obstacles. Yeah, so there's like 900 moons in the game that you can collect total, and you only need to collect, a, it kind of varies, but anywhere between, I don't know, maybe like seven and... 20 or so yeah in order to move mm-hmm. on from a it there, there, there's something like uh it's maybe like 12 moons you have to get in the sand uh sand kingdom but there are 69 of them in there so like the gulf between what is there and what you actually need to accomplish is huge and some there is a little bit of guidance like when you land in a kingdom there is um kind of like a goal you have to achieve mm-hmm. in order to move on from it but other than that you can kind of find you can acquire moons however you want like and some of them are readily available some of them you get for not even really like doing a whole lot one you can just buy from every shop and every yeah world. every every kingdom has a uh one moon that you can just buy with 100 coins which is nothing <laughs> like you're swimming in coins right because there there's no one-ups in this game it's mm-hmm. all just uh you lose 15 coins i think 10 coins 10, 10 coins, coins yeah. when you even less Die. than you were, you were thinking <laughs> yeah. it was. And so I'm like lousy with coins at all times. Oh yeah, me too. Um, and then on top of that, there are um, kingdom-specific currencies, which you use for basically the same reason, uh, same purpose of buying um, like kingdom-specific uh, costumes. outfits. Yeah, costumes, hats, and... And things to and decorate the Odyssey, which is your hat-shaped ship. Hat-shaped ship. <laughs> I really had to think about that one. Hat-shaped ship. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, the outfits don't really serve too much of a purpose beyond just making Mario look adorable. And yeah, oh, being so cute and so oh, much fun. Yeah, every, I'm excited every costume I buy. Every now, I guess every now and then I buy one where I'm like, I'm not going to make him wear that. But, but I'm glad I have it. <laughs> yes, I'm glad I have it. And I will dress him up in it later to make him run around like a fancy little man. Um, 
do you have you encountered any uh favorite costumes to this point um i really like his swimsuit his yeah the just I the like boxers. making him run around yeah. in like his swimsuit of boxers uh i really like his cowboy outfit i like them all even like the like i think my least favorite one which is an easier grab is the uh like caveman one caveman one from uh the prehistoric kingdom oh from or whatever it's yeah that, that very cascade, cascade kingdom. kingdom i don't think i bought that one. Oh, i think it's ugly uh, or his hat i hate his hat i hate the hat <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think my favorite so far is uh his like little gangster outfit from uh new, new dog city. city um i think he looks so funny in that uh that hat is just so good um i also really liked him running around in like the the full bathing suit like the the onesie bathing suit with like the little uh, inner tube and like the goggles snorkel. and a mask, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah the snorkel and a mask. Um, but yeah, like you, I I think there's uh, I don't stop uh, taking delight in dressing him up in stupid outfits. Um, but I, I, there is something a little bit strange about not having like that. There's no power up from these things. There are like no powers that he gains from. Um, from changing clothes, especially when that's like such a staple of like Mario games and like particularly 3D Mario games, like that's how uh, you know he gains the ability to fly in Super Mario 64 or like you know turn into metal or whatever. Um, and these are always just like at, at most it grants you access to like one door that like someone won't let you through unless you're wearing the right costume. I, I keep I keep waiting for there to be fireballs or something like that in this game and I don't think it's coming. Yeah, and I mean I think so the other big mechanic here that we're not talking about is the the capture mechanic, right? Right. Um which is where you throw your uh, hat which has been possessed by the sentient spirit of a hat ghost. <laughs> Named Cappy. Um, yeah, I'm unclear if he's dead or if he, he looks like a boo. He looks right? like a ghost. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't know that he's if he's dead or if he is just that's just his true form. Whatever the case, <laughs> um, you throw the hat at uh, enemies. Most enemies can be captured. Um, and then you suddenly. I would actually say most enemies cannot be captured. Interesting. We'll fight about it. <laughs> um, when you capture an enemy, you take them over, right? And you become them. Um, and I suppose it is more than just enemies, right? Like there are uh, just like sort of NPCs that populate the area, some of whom can also be captured. Yeah. And like in uh, the Metro Kingdom in New Donk City, there are just like s- street cones and things like that that you can possess or capture that's right so you can fling yourself up buildings and stuff like that it's capture no no no, it's fun uh yeah so you can fling yourself around or um you can turn yourself into like a spark to travel on the electrical lines um so the uh i i have in fact been spending this whole time looking up this article on the av club it is uh clayton purdom who suggests that you uh kind of burn through the game as fast as you can and then loop back to um to explore the kingdoms in greater detail um, where were we, what, what, what were we driving at? There was some point we were driving to. That's capture. the other big mechanic ah, in the yes. game is like the capture. And also, uh, Cappy has utility in platforming as well. Cause you can, uh, like throw the hat and jump on him and it gives you like a bounce. Yeah. How are you finding the, 
um, sort of extended uh, like platforming and like mobility techniques in this game because it's a it's a little different from um, you know like most Mario games it has like the the triple jump it has the sort of like backwards cartwheel somersault thing it's got the crouching um, backflip and it's got the like running crouch long jump um, which are all kind of like staples of uh, Mario games. But it has a, a few, like a handful of other, like sort of extended techniques, including throwing the hat um, and like jumping off the hat. Um, Mario's also got this like little dive now that he didn't have before, um, or at least it doesn't function quite the same way that it has in previous games. Um, the, he can roll as well. I don't know how 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 are you uh, how are you finding like the the platforming and just mobility in this game? So I was surprised at how much motion controls are integrated into the game mm-hmm. and into the control scheme. The every time you turn on the game, it prompts you it like recommends, I guess, that you play yeah. the with the Joy-Cons detached, holding a Joy-Con in each hand. Yeah, separate, separate Joy-Cons. Yeah, separate Joy-Cons. And that's how I started the game and I hated it. Mm, okay. Um I and so I ended up going back to using the Joy-Con grip, and I like that a lot. I like that a lot more. I don't really like the motion controls in this game. I wish that there was an option to turn them off completely. But, you know, like, as you get further into the game, you get used to how they work. I still don't feel like it is, it is as precise for me. I'm not as skilled as using it as I... I yeah, I'm just not as skilled as using it yeah, it feels like overly complex. That's one of the aspects of the game I'm not really enjoying. So, I I am also or I'm playing the game mostly with um a pro controller. Um, I've played a little bit uh just undocked in, in handheld mode. Um, and then for a little bit at work today, almost just to like try it out. Um, I took the Joy Cons off and played it. You know, with the kickstand down. Um, like that. And I, you know, I I don't mind the the split Joy Cons. That's that's fine. It feels like um Galaxy to me. Um, which you basically had to play the the same way with uh, a nun, uh, Wii remote, Wii remote in one hand and nunchuck in the other. But uh, yeah, for for me, like the what's kind of a bummer about the motion controls is that they're just like different gestures that could be mapped to like buttons or button combos. I just exactly, I just wish there was an option to just use buttons. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like for the most part. There, there, there are really only like two or three things that uh, you would ever use the motion controls for, right? Um, throwing the hat around in a in a circle around you, and like throwing the hat up. And is there also like a throw the hat down? There's a hat. Throw the hat down. There's also like if you throw your hat, if you throw Cappy, and you want to correct towards a yeah, enemy, the homing, yeah. Then you like flick it to the left or flick it to the right. And it's and it will like home in on like the nearest enemy. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's all well, of those. And are... also, it's used for when you're climbing a tree. If you want to climb faster. Oh, when yeah. you're rolling. If you want to roll faster. If you want to throw something further. If you want to make the uh, Goombas jump higher. Yeah. If you want to those uh, creepy little plant enemies that grow vines. Yeah. Like you get if you shake the uh, Joy Cons, they grow like a little extra amount. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But all of that feels like the sort of extended technique stuff where, like, you can accomplish most of what you're doing in the game without ever having to use those, like, motion moves. With, I mean, the the one, like, real exception to that, for me at any rate, 
is any climbing thing. I want Mario to climb faster. Why would I want him to climb slower? Um, and like having to shake the thing, you know, usually means that I, I hold it in one hand to like make Mario move faster. Um, and then like, I'm not, I don't have total control over him during that time. Um, it also drives me crazy that there's no dash button in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of standard um, 3D Mario, though, right? Drives me crazy. Drives you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you want something to hold? Well, here, so the weird part is some of the enemies, when you capture them, do have dash buttons. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird little inconsistency. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why that is, why there is no dash button for Mario. So uh, this game takes a lot. I, I won't say it takes a lot, but it definitely feels like the teams at Nintendo were influenced by each other when developing Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. So, uh, and we're saying that largely because uh, when it when you get dumped into a new area, you have more or less free reign to address, you know, interesting things as you see them. Right. Um, there was a, a a little bit a couple weeks ago where there was an article that came out. Um, kind of detailing how Hyrule was designed um, with these like different kinds of shapes that there were like triangle shapes so that you could like when the, the player encounters them you have to decide like you know which side you start to go around and then having something discoverable on either side of like a triangular shape um, and I can after reading that I see a lot of those same design elements in Odyssey right um, so it's very good and very smart about like giving you like just directing you around to interesting things in the map um so in that way i'll agree that it does feel a little bit like breath of the wild but it's obviously very different right yes so what how do you how how do you articulate that difference like what what are you finding that i think mario in your experience i think mario is less suited for so i find i find the the experience of discovery less fun in super mario odyssey than i did breath of the wild Mm -hmm. and i think some of that is with my expectation of what a mario game is and what a zelda game could be right and so like Mm -hmm. zelda i enjoyed this sense of just being like lost and not and just exploring the world was fun and exciting i yeah i'm finding less of that in odyssey Although it is getting better as the game goes on. So from uh, New Donk City, when it becomes like the lively metropolis. Right. The, after the, you complete like right. the first mission. Yeah. The first like big mission, it's raining. There's a like electrical centipede monster <laughs> on top of the, the city's kind yeah. of empty. Yeah. But like once that opens up um, and then the two kingdoms that I've experienced after that, like the beach one and the snow kingdom. Mm-hmm. That uh, the game has picked up a lot of momentum from that point. Yeah, these first the first couple of levels of the game, I'm not enjoying exploring. Uh, like the Sand Kingdom, mm-hmm. I do not find that fun to run around in. Oh, I I, re- I really like the Sand Sand Kingdom, but I recognize that there are huge stretches of it that are just like sand dunes, which is like, I don't know, you know, necessarily empty. Um, but the pockets of civilization within it, I like a lot. Um, but I, I think, yeah, for, for me, there's, um, I like the points of civilization in the game, whereas in Breath of the Wild, I liked the wilderness, you know? Um, there's, 
I, I do wonder if it, it if it is like all tied up in our expectations for the series, right? Because like, um, I think about the shrines in Breath of the Wild, and well, like, you know, I overall in, enjoyed the shrines having like a small, um, like very localized like puzzle or obstacle room is not really what I associate with Zelda. It is what I associate with Mario, right? So like, when I encounter those like isolated like course like um sections of odyssey and they're all over the place you know you fall down a hole or whatever it's mostly falling down holes um then you find yourself in a a sort of like abstract place where it's just like platforming and like a quick get from point a to point b maybe there are you know another like hidden moon in there somewhere um but i really like those parts whereas they almost feel like an interruption in um, Breath of the Wild in yeah, the form of shrines. I, I totally agree with that. I feel like the course design, for lack of a better term, is not very fun or interesting in the first few kingdoms in Odyssey. Like, I, I didn't really find the platforming in the Sand Kingdom to be very uh, fun. Mm-hmm. It's not until later uh, levels, especially like when the verticality of the world starts to be explored a little bit more, yeah, that it, uh, that I started to like feel more excited about it. Would you say that this game like really finds its stride and like actually expresses itself as something like new and different and cool in New Donk City? Absolutely, yeah, like, absolutely. For me, the Metro Kingdom is like. The and obviously this is how they like led off with uh, you know advertising this thing and like announcing it to the world. But like New Donk City is in my mind what's special and unique about Mario Odyssey. Totally. And like when it was first announced, like New Donk City is so weird and jarring. Like yeah. uh, like artistically, you know, like compared to what we're used to in Mario, because mm-hmm. it's like it's realistic looking, but not photorealistic. And so like the everybody in it kind of has this like uncanny almost like mannequin like appearance yeah and so you know like cautious it looked cool but just something that was totally outside of mario yeah and and specifically outside of mario in that it looks like uh parts of 3d sonic games um like sonic 06 uh very notoriously has like a really crummy like real world i think most of it right like takes place in a real world looking place and has a lot of um, NPCs that are like normal proportioned human beings interacting with Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and so like seeing that here raises some red flags, right? Um, but in reality, when you get there, it's so good. Mm-hmm. In fact, I feel like this game does not put it, uh, its best feet forward. Um, a- absolutely like not. The, the, the very first kingdom that you go to is the the cap kingdom oh so boring it's so boring and like kind of dark and the music is really like a bummer um and like it's not until like the cascade kingdom which comes next where like it kind of livens up a little bit but even that getting like you're not into like the fun stuff in the cascade kingdom right away um you've got to really find it uh and it's like to, to my mind not really until maybe like the wooded kingdom or uh, the Metro kingdom where like stuff really starts to get awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And p- some of that for me is like, I miss the music. Yeah. The one, yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit about the music. Another thing that this game takes from 
Breath of the Wild and kind of that open world design is the, there's not like pervasive music in the world. It's basically like when you hit, like in the Sand Kingdom, those areas of civilization. Yeah. That you get some sort of like background music. And when the music is good, just like in Breath of the Wild, when the music's good, it's oh so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are also long stretches where there's no music at all. Yeah, where you're just kind of getting like ambient noise or mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's <clears throat> it does feel like the the sound design of this game saves the music saves music for cool moments, right? Um, and like. I don't know. I I just I keep thinking. Uh, have been thinking about since since I did it. Um, the the lead up to the party in New Donk City, um, which is so based on music. And again, maybe that's part of why you and I are responding to it so much. Um, one of the things you have to accomplish for the mayor, who is Pauline from the um, Donkey Kong games, um, is you have to gather a band of musicians for disparate musicians who are just like throughout the city. Um, there's a bass player, a guitarist, a drummer, and uh, a trump a trumpet player, um, and they're all like playing music, and they're sort of playing along with the like quiet ambient background music. And when you like actually collect them, and they give you a moon, and it plays like the little "You Found a Moon" music, they play along with it, which is awesome. Um, and so you're you're one by one like adding them to this band, and they're playing in city hall, and uh, they're However, whichever musicians you have have started to play together. Um, so, like, I got the drummer and the bassist first. And so, there's a little bit where just the two of them laying down the bass and drum line for like the Mario theme. Um, and if you just leave Mario to stand there, he'll kind of like dance along to it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, it's so, it's such like a, a celebration of like engaging with the music. Um, and like as you go through all of this stuff in in uh, in New Donk City and I finally get to the party, can we talk about the party? Please, it's it, it's my favorite part of the game thus far. Yeah, mine too. Um, so you you have restored power to the city. There are musicians, whatever, whatever, whatever. You go down a pipe and you are suddenly launched into one of the one of the games like uh, notoriously awesome two um, D sections. Um, but it's based on Donkey Kong. Um, the original, you know, 1984 Donkey Kong, 82, something, who cares? Um, and the, uh, you know, Jump Up Superstar, the song that uh, Nintendo has been using to advertise this thing since it was announced, um, plays like in its full glory, right? Like she's singing along and everything. Um, and it's not a challenging section by any stretch of the imagination, but like the way it... Uh, like transitions from like one set of 2D levels to another and they're just like fireworks and people cheering. You feel so good being Mario in that moment. Yeah, it's like a victory lap. It is like a victory lap. And you know, you get up to Donkey Kong and he's standing on top of like four little question blocks and you just hit each one and it takes him out. I don't it's so I don't know. It's not it doesn't take any like skill or whatever to um uh, accomplish it or get it done. But like you feel, you feel good. You feel accomplished. You feel like you did something worth celebrating. It's a very joyful game. Yes, at, at, like at its best. And I think that's when I'm having the most fun with it. Is when the game is having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and uh, the game is also very funny. Like I've laughed out loud a bunch of times while playing it. Um, 
during the the celebration i i got to it well uh uh, sitting, <laughs> sitting on the couch with uh, my girlfriend, we were watching the World Series, um, and I was like, "Oh, I have to go! I have to go into the other room and just like experience this." Um, like I can't have like there can't be anyone else here looking at me like smiling like an idiot, <laughs> just loving my life, staring at the screen. Um, but like early in the game, uh, the, the first time Mario captures a frog, um, and he's looking at his frog hands, and like the Mario voice going "ribbit, ribbit." <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's very yeah, funny. Yeah, it's moments like that that are so much fun and that make this game really just like enjoyable to be around, I guess, you yeah, know? Like yeah. even uh even though I do have like quibbles with the presentation and with the game, it's I'm still having a ton of fun. Yeah. Like, I look forward to playing it because I look forward to seeing, like, what new fun thing they're going to present me with. Yeah, and it does always seem like there is some new or interesting fun thing. That's, I, I think, something that maybe we haven't talked about enough is that the there is a lot of sort of variety in, um, you kind of mentioned that, like, uh, getting a moon isn't always the the same, right? Like, for some of them, you'll just happen upon them. Sometimes it's talk to someone. Sometimes it's sit on a bench next to a guy. My my favorite one, the one that made me laugh so hard, is uh, the first time I saw it was in like the Wooded Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And when you stack up Goombas and there's a girl Goomba, a lady Goomba, a yeah. lady Goomba, and then like when she sees you all stacked up, she like get like falls in love. Yeah. And then you get a you get a moon for doing that. Love it. Yeah. It also makes me wonder like what Goomba dating life is like. <laughs> Were there like one Goomba? No, thank you. Seven Goombas, you bet. I love you. <laughs> I love all of you. I love one of you. I don't know. Um but there are, you know, a number of like different sort of like mini games or there's like a uh like kind of a remote control, like almost slot car kind of uh mini game built into this. Um, and like just different kinds of racing, you know, depending on what thing you're turned into. Um, there's just so many different like little games to play within this game. Yeah, absolutely. Although I have to say my least favorite moons to get are the ones where walk around until your, uh, joy cons are buzzing the hardest they can buzz. And then, you know, ground pound the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're not all home runs. Right. But the beauty of that is that if you don't want to collect one or if there was like a whole kind of moon that you didn't want to get anymore, say you never want to do the remote control slot car rate. You don't have to. Right. That's true. It's Uh, not going to hold you up. There are many other times, many other ways to earn moons in any given level. Mm I, I, yeah, going back real fast to like, I definitely have learned from Super Mario Odyssey that I vastly prefer the course-based Mario, like mm-hmm. a Galaxy. And I think that Nintendo like kind of, I don't know that realized they had a problem, but realized that uh, all the people would have difficulty with this aspect of Odyssey. Because in each world, there are two hint systems yeah. to show you where moons are. Yeah. One that like gives you like, which is not like a bad mechanic because they each give different types of hints. Wait, is One- it only two? There's the blue toad uh-huh. and then there's uh, the Takatu. Uh-huh. Is th- isn't there something is else? Is there another kind? I feel like there's... There might be. There's something else I've encountered where it's just like a sign on the wall or something. Oh, I mean, there are those where they will... Where they, it, it prompts you to capture like an image yes, using yes. the Switch's like capture thing. Um, but I think those are more like hidden that you yeah, wouldn't sure, necessarily... Sure. 
uh, find otherwise. So, yeah, the Takatu, he gives you just, like, the name of one of the moons. And so that is kind of, like, a more vacant. Mm -hmm. And then you can pay, what is it, 50 coins or something to the blue toad. Oh, yeah. I've never done it. He'll just point you on the map and just be like, go Go here. here. (laughs) And then figure out what it is. And so it's obviously, like, a compromise to people who like me are not actually finding that much joy and just running around Mm -hmm. seemingly aimlessly. Uh, But I think it's a fair compromise. Oh, I think so too. And and it is a a compromise that more or less fixes it, right? Like if you, if you want to not be running around blindly, you can kick over and, you know, I get either by the hints or get the hints from the talk to um, and just uh, accomplish that. Um, that way uh it's it's interesting that um you mention like course based mario is is maybe more like your preference i wonder how far away we are from a new 2d mario game um because traditionally they sell way better than 3d marios um you know the uh the the new super mario series which i hope they don't go back to because we have a million of them Five, if you want to count Luigi, you. Um, I, I, I just feel like there's, there's got to be another one of those coming down the pipeline um, that wouldn't like cannibalize the market for Odyssey. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I hope we do get another 2D Mario because th- they're very different types of platformers. Absolutely, yeah. And I do like the kind of like it's not a lack of complexity, but just like that. Uh, I know that I need to go from left to right. Right. You know, and that's like pretty much it. I I do enjoy the simplicity of those games. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, okay. So overall right now, you're feeling good about Super Mario Odyssey um, with a few like hangups. Yeah, I, I mean, like I'm enjoying it. I, um look forward to playing it i think it's super fun mm-hmm. if i was and i haven't finished it yet because the game does seem like it's on a upswing yeah so it feels like i have reached a point where um it's becoming more inventive more interesting more vibrant more fun and so i'm really looking forward to seeing how i feel after i have played through more of it and mm-hmm. kind of like seeing everything that it has at towards its end game because it definitely wouldn't be the first mario especially the first modern mario that saves a lot of the good stuff for the end, yeah. maybe even the post game. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, yeah, that's such a weird uh, thing of um, kind of the modern Mario game. Mario Galaxy Two, half the game opens up after you've not even just finished the game. After you think you've one hundred percented it, it says, "Nope, here's a, 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 as much content again." And I feel like a lot of that is a uh, concession to making sure that it doesn't alienate yeah. newer gamers or gamers who aren't that comfortable with it. It's like you can breathe, you can get through Mario Odyssey fairly simply. Yeah. You with, know? Without like spending tons and tons of time uh, pouring over the obscure corners of every kingdom. Yeah. Or like really having to um, master the controls to right. complete some feat of platforming acrobatics. But right. you're never going to like frustrate yourself 
to you know it, every now and then i i get to a uh a section that like i die at a couple times and it's always a surprise to me you know when it's like oh, i've died four times here what's going on <laughs> yeah i've i've run into a platforming section where i'm like i am not going to do this right now because i'm going to spend way too much time because <laughs> you know like you can run into really challenging uh areas even in the early parts of the game yeah but the nice thing is is you can always move on and always come back if you need to so i yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing where my feelings end up on it mm-hmm. right now uh if i were to give it a grade which i'm not because we don't we don't do I'd that give it a solid b we absolutely do but that is not a real grade that's that not a real grade because we don't because we don't do that because we don't do grades I'd but give, if i did i'd give it an a but i we don't do that we don't do that <laughs> we either. don't do that no um also, what an arbitrary way to uh, grade <laughs> games, A's and B's. <laughs> When's the last time you earned a, a, a letter grade like that? College? L- long time, long right? Long time. Yeah. I don't even know what it means anymore. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. Before we wrap up, um, I, you know, we've, we've already brought up like the inevitable comparison to uh, Breath of the Wild um, and just, you know, the... These are obviously two amazing games to come out in the Switch's launch year. If you have to choose one over the other, which do you choose and why? Well, I will preface your preface okay. by saying they are two very different games with very different goals mm-hmm. that share some similar design elements, but... I, I would say not insignificantly either. Yeah, like, totally. Uh, that uh, they they feel like sister games of different series. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Breath of the Wild, hands down. Me too. Um, not only, as we've said, does uh, that this sort of model feel like a better fit for Zelda, um, but I just think that the, there's a unity to the world in Breath of the Wild. Hyrule is a singular place with many cultures, for sure, and many different like races and landscapes. Um, but uh, Odyssey is a bunch of different worlds. And while every now and then there's like overlap and you'll see, you know, a snail in um, New Donk City or, you know, a T-Rex somewhere where it's not supposed to be, um, they feel like, like different kingdoms, and different all that, worlds. And all of that is definitely intentional by design. Yeah. And, uh, and like this clashing art styles and having like a mm-hmm. realistic T-Rex up against Mario, like all that is by design. Uh, but not always all that fun. Yeah, I don't know if it's not fun. Like, I usually do find it fun. They, this may be a, uh, just a matter of taste or preference. I usually find it fun. I don't know that I find it necessarily as compelling as, like, the unified world that uh, Hyrule is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just what a, what a joyful game. Oh, yeah. When it is firing on all cylinders, like uh, the Metro Kingdom, like New Donk City, mm-hmm. this game is... Uh, like i never want to stop playing it yeah yeah exactly i i had kind of a tough week and then coming home to uh, mario odyssey you know made me smile i mean we we talked about on in our tuesday episode a little bit and then we talked off mic about it how there could not be a bigger contrast between what nintendo is presenting to the world as fun and what other video game companies are presenting to the world as like their expression of fun and I vastly prefer dabbling in Mario, like living mm-hmm. in Mario's world, than in Kratos's world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need another God of War game, <laughs> I guess. All right, Mark. That's our conversation on Super Mario Odyssey. 
But what do we know? We need to hear from you. You need to tell us how you're liking Super Mario Odyssey uh, thus far. Um, and hopefully you're still with us and that we didn't uh, scare you off with that spoiler warning. Was it too intense? Was it too intense of a spoiler warning? No, I think it's fair. I think okay. people want to know if, they, uh, if they're if they nervous about spoilers. But hopefully, if we did scare you off originally, mm-hmm. you've come back weeks, months, years later. Oh, yeah. Whenever, whenever you're listening yeah. to this. Whenever you want to email yeah. us back. Uh, we are Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And uh, let us know uh, if we're you know in sync with you or if you, how we're wrong about the music in Mario and everything that we're missing. Whatever. Whatever. Write to us. We'd love to hear about your experience playing this game. Um, also, uh, you know, tweet at us. We are at Nincart Society. And the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like the episode, please rate, review, share, all that good stuff um, on Apple Podcasts. And I said share, like, really offhandedly. But I mean it. If uh, you like what you heard, you know, all those platforms, um, it helps us out a great deal. And thank you to everyone who has already done that. Um, if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can find more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, Ribbit? Thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network? The Notebook. Titanic. High School Musical. The great love stories of our time. In real life, we don't get to see these love stories unfold. We miss the moment when two people decide they want to spend the rest of their lives together. Lucky for you, Let's Fall in Love, a new podcast hosted by me, Naomi Via, delivers you a love story each and every episode, and you're there from start to finish. I ask my guest a series of revealing questions that will no doubt lead to us falling in love with each other. By the end of this, I hope to be in love with everyone I know. Listen, review, subscribe. Okay, bye.